A reading from St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13. The disciples came and asked Jesus, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He answered, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. The reason I speak to them in parables is that seeing they do not perceive, and hearing they do not listen, nor do they understand. With them indeed is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah that says, You will indeed listen, but never understand, and you will indeed look, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes, so that they might not look with their eyes, and listen with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Often I find it almost fascinating that people firmly hold on to totally incorrect or intentionally false ideas about Jesus and Christianity. Many of these are obviously so absurd that I am suspicious if these people are spellbound. It's because many of these ideas can be demonstrated groundless or unreasonable within a minute. However, still people cannot admit their ideas are false. Even if you tell the plain truth about Jesus and the Church, either theological or historical, your words cannot penetrate their minds or hearts. I wonder how so many modern men have become hardened of their hearts toward Christ and His Church. There are many factors contributing to this tragedy. Just a list of these factors will be much longer than a reasonable homily should be. But there is one thing which is, I consider, as the ultimate factor for these confusions and errors that is, the lack of the first-hand experience of Christ Jesus. All falsity comes from the ignorance of the genuine source. You cannot have true knowledge of a person without sharing much time in person. To know a person is much more than to read or listen to a second-hand description. But a first-hand experience of Jesus, is that possible? 
How is that possible for us now? It won't be if Jesus once lived and then died. Even if his resurrection is accepted, if he has gone away at ascension, we won't be able to truly know him. It is possible only if he is still alive and still with us. Many people in our times still encounter Jesus, and he is still speaking to us. Do you think the Bible and the Gospel books can only give a second-hand, indirect experience of Jesus? Have you not heard the testimony of St. Peter that the prophecy of Scripture does not come by the impulse of a man, but man moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God? Jesus promised he would be with us until the end of time. And he sent us the Holy Spirit who is ever alive to help us. When we read the Bible, it is not just our minds working on a text. In fact, we enter the ever-present event of the Bible. which transcends time and place. Jesus speaks to our hearts directly. He breaks all hardened shells that hold our hearts captive. And we meet the person of Christ Jesus. Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Jesus encourages us today. He invites us to himself now.